0: Sunday, Monday, happy gays Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays Thursday, Friday, happy gays They're best chums, let's have some fun Ready to chat with you These gays of ours Happy gays These gays of ours Happy gays Hello, 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 and welcome to the podcast. I'm Jared Hagland. And I'm Ashley Fair Jones. And together we are Gay, Gay Best, Best Friends. Friends. <laughs> oh, so the rumors aren't true. I know what people, I, I've heard them out there. Uh, I've heard different things that me and Ashley had a love child and that, that broke us apart. Um, I've heard Jerrica murdered Ashley in a rage. Um, I've heard lots Over of things. The love child? Yeah, over the lump child, but none of it's true. We're still best friends, and we just haven't been able to sit down and do this for a while. Hello, Ashley.
1: Hello, Jarrett. Um, yeah, we did, like, we'll, we'll be honest, we did struggle with figuring out how to record long distance. Um, we tried various things, and we just couldn't get our levels right. But now we have figured our shit out.
0: Knock on wood. If it's Or we've also maybe just cared less. Maybe our standards have gone down.
1: No, I think the sound will sound okay. I hope so. Well, we missed you, and I hope you missed us. Since the last time we recorded, I've gotten married. We've both had birthdays. We've rung in the new year, and we've been hit with a global pandemic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that birthdays made the list.
1: Well, because we talk about them. And so, like, as I've said in the past, I like to use certain markers like birthdays and New Year's Eve as opportunities to set intentions and make plans for the year ahead. Um, To ring in 2020, I held a party like I usually do at a big spaghetti dinner. And I was like, this is it. This is the year we're going to do regular dinners. Who does come on over? We'll feed you. We'll have fun. Uh, and then coronavirus hit BC in Canada like not long after. it um, wasn't called a pandemic until March, but the first few cases started in January and over time it kind of got harder to commit to inviting people
0: over. But it got more socially irresponsible to commit to inviting <laughs> people over. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: uh and and then we were instructed to socially distance um and I just I keep thinking about how I have said before on the podcast, and I always say to all my friends, how you spend New Year's Eve is how you're gonna spend the year
0: well, you spent New Year's at your house, <laughs> so you're kind of you were you know less people now, but I think you start you know wasn't was is not not indicative of what you say and how you start true. your new years
1: true. I have personally, like, I've had hard days. Of course, everyone I think has. But I've also um, found a lot of comfort in home, which is nice. And I've eaten a lot of pasta.
0: Ooh, that's always that's always comforting. And mm-hmm. uh, so we didn't want to make this show entirely about Corona, entirely about the pandemic, because that's all you hear. That's all you can get anywhere. So we wanted to put out a little bit of something into the world other than our droplets and give something people can enjoy, but you know, we can't ignore it. So Ashley, walk me through the pandemic for you. Like, have you had, has it been like a wave of how you've gotten accustomed to being like this? Like, lead me through it.
1: Well, for me, so I am in a fortunate position where I'm able to work from home. Um, So we brought one of our printers from the office to my house. I have a whole setup that I did not have before. Um, And, so every day I still get up at a normal time and I do my work and I've, um, what I've found is I've actually set really specific, clear work-life boundaries because you have to when work and life are all in the same place. Um,
0: when the physical boundary has literally been dissolved, <laughs> you have to make your own.
1: Exactly. So um, by 4, 4.30, I wrap up and I move to the couch. And I just start watching TV. <laughs> um, on quieter days, I definitely like, I'm watching, rewatching Gilmore Girls in the background. Like, it's definitely like, uh, you know, I'm wearing sweatpants and living a sloppy life. I even have like salsa on my shirt right now, and I'm just like, well, whatever.
0: Well, may- big question everyone's asking when did the salsa get there?
1: About an hour ago.
0: Okay. That's not bad. Now, yeah, is that an actual hour ago? Cause if I like put on a shirt that has a stain on it, I can go into a day knowing I'll just tell people what happened at breakfast.
1: It was a real hour ago. Yes. Okay.
0: You'd tell us, right?
1: I would tell you. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so on that level, everything is kind of just level. Um, emotionally I have easier days and harder days. Um, loneliness Jerica still works out in the world like her um her workplace is able to socially distant uh while working so they're still active so I spend a lot of time alone and I think one thing that has been hitting me lately is as we look at opportunities to open up to like three other households or Eventually, more maybe mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah, yeah obviously hopefully
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <Definitely> never say <saved. laughs> don't take anything true. for granted
1: true, but I definitely feel a little um anxiety around that because then I start to overthink about, um well, like who's how do I how do I make sure that people who are part of my household circle are committing to me and just someone else or you know like
0: is it a real bubble or is it a bubble in your head and that bubble's like breaking out the other side and going through a rave
1: because I just I just consider it like it's a chain not a bubble and um and I think the idea is that it's supposed to be a bubble not a chain Mm. so then I'm just like well I just won't see anyone then because I don't know who is that committed (laughs) to me or to the cause and that's definitely been hitting me a lot harder lately which is interesting because early on I read pieces about chunking out anxiety and like the timeline of all this because it's such an impossible mm. timeline. There's no way of really knowing when things will will get better and if we'll what the new normal will look like. So I really um, lived the chunking out thing, and so every week was just this is the week, and then the next week is the next week. But when it comes to making plans for widening the circle, it's a new wave of anxiety for me. So that's where I'm at.
0: <laughs> I think I think people can relate with that. I had a lot of, I'm not usually an anxious person, but the first couple of weeks when like everything was changing, other countries were going into like a lockdown mode where you couldn't go in the streets and things like that. I had a lot of anxiety then. I put together essentially like a whole suitcase full of canned soup in case I needed to like leave from Vancouver Island back home to Vancouver on a whim. It was a weird time.
1: Did and you think then, you were going to be, like, walking all the way?
0: I, I didn't know. I, who knew? Then I've, like, creepily gotten very used to it. Like, I'm I'm lucky. I'm like, Jerrica, I get to go to work. We can socially distance. But I still have that routine every day. And at least you see people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which I think has made it different for me. Yeah, I'm just kind of into the groove of it. But I think, as you were saying, I think the next wave of of changes going back the other way is going to bring on a whole whole host of things. Mm -hmm. And then the panic I have when I realize I have to actually eat all this canned soup. (laughs) I haven't touched it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's good to have. I mean, we're in B.C. We're supposed to be ready for the big earthquake one day. So at the very least, if you're not going to eat it now, you might eat it in a year or 10 years.
0: Oh, come on. I it, I This is not my joke. It's in the words of Paula Poundstone, if I'm going to be in an earthquake and fall under a beam for a week, at least I'm going to lose a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> not keeping canned goods around for that.
1: Well, at least there'd be like liquids. You get hydration. Can you get hydrated from like chicken broth? I don't know.
0: And I, I don't get the low sodium ones. These, like, if there was extra sodium ones, I'd get those. So. Oh, okay, so don't. Need <laughs> those. No, they hydrate <laughs> me on their own.
1: Definitely not gonna eat. No. Oh well. One thing that in prepping for recording this episode that I noticed was there is only Corona content everywhere. It's um, insane. It's it's ridiculous. I've tried very hard to find other topics, and everything comes back to it. And I understand why, but it's. No wonder people are overwhelmed. One thing that I did discover...
0: Okay, and everyone should know that Ashley's really getting her finger in there for this one thing. So so what is it?
1: Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches
0: are not universal. Like you can't use them for everything? Or like, what are you... <laughs> it's
1: not like a worldwide snack.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like I just assumed yeah. it's, you know, it's an easy snack. I remember watching shows as a kid. Like I think it was polka dot door or the umbrella tree one of those shows and they did a segment on how to make the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich like i remember them having bowls and mixing and then spreading on like it was a thing so i just assumed it's an everyone thing (laughs)
0: okay there's so much there i don't know what bowls you need to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich umbrella tree even like six-year-old
1: me thought it was a little silly that they are using bowls because i'm like why don't you just mix it on the bread
0: okay so so they mix the peanut butter and jelly and then put it as like one spread onto the bread yeah oh no fuck no (laughs) that's that's wrong that's why other countries don't eat it because that's how they think it's done (laughs) I, i guess it makes sense like veggie mite is very common in that's other countries true. but it's not universal here.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's funny what you you don't think about but it just is such an easy cheap snack. It's salty and sweet.
0: I can't remember the last time I had one. No way. I I eat a lot of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I think peanut butter goes best with just peanut butter. So I don't I don't put my peanut butter on anything or in I just eat the peanut butter. So oh. <laughs> All
1: right, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't enough.
0: Need jam messing that up.
1: I had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches twice last week. Mm. Yeah, it was great. Toasted. Well, you, there you go.
0: So do you take the lesson from your childhood and do you mix the peanut butter and jelly? Not in a bowl, but do I you do like smear like, like, them together on the I like one half one, one half the other and then No
1: way. I want a perfect uh I don't know what the word is, but like a perfect Every bite should be similar. And,
0: Distribution?
1: Yeah. So I'll put the peanut butter on both sides of the bread, and then I'll put a little dollop of jam on both sides, and then I use my knife to, like, blend it all together. But the initial peanut butter spread kind of creates a nice little barrier. So I don't want the jam too deep into the bread.
0: That's fucking weird. I ask, <laughs> if we are going to get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches more across the globe, I ask you don't be our ambassador. <laughs>
1: My method is perfect. Um, I will still go out for the ambassadorship.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to launch a strong campaign against it. Ouch! <laughs> Just so you know. I'll watch out for that. I think we should should send the Skippy Squirrel. Is he Canadian? I don't know, but I think he'd be a good good ambassador. <laughs>
1: Oh, Jarrett. So Ashley. What you watching?
0: Slash reading.
1: Slash listening to?
0: Slash what, you, what you're putting in yeah.
1: <laughs> you uh you said it in a different order this time. I have a written out in front of me.
0: Well so I was so just gonna going with the flow mine. Ashley just top of my head.
1: Okay um so you said you have you have things.
0: Well I think Everyone that has so much time right now that you're just, I think people need recommendations. And I had, I thought, why not just give uh, my recommendation, top one for each of those things. So what am I watching? First off, I am almost finished the second season of HBO's Succession. (gasps) And it is so good. I'm not usually attracted to shows that aren't like comedies, but I've been hearing so much about Succession that I thought it would give it a try. And the cliff notes on it is it's a billionaire media mogul family and what seems like the inevitable retirement of their patriarch. And one son is picked. He is going to be the new CEO of their company. And it's all based on that succession planning doesn't go smoothly. And at its core, first of all, the acting is fantastic. I don't know any of the people from other things. except. Oh, I love that. The best friend from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He plays one of the siblings. Oh, yeah. Uh, so other than him, they're all nobodies to me, and the acting is fantastic. Its angle is kind of... It explores the lives of the super wealthy in New York, and it's just mesmerizing to watch. The depravity and darkness they get into and what you have access to and how you can treat people when you are just so rich that money can send any problem away is, it's so riveting to watch. One of my favorite things in a TV show is if you root for characters that you don't like. Mm. And I don't think there's a likable character on this show. There are awful people in it for themselves, and you can't look away. So I don't know when the third season's coming out, but if you are in need a show to binge watch, to get deep into, I recommend Succession. What am I reading? I read a book by AJ Flynn, Woman in the Window. Highly recommend. Even if you're not a reader, I think this one might might actually get you into it, uh, pull you in. It's a thriller about an agoraphobic woman who re- recently left by her husband and kid. And it's just about the world she experiences through her window. And the series, I can't say more, because there's so many twists and turns that anything else will spoil something. and. It hit the top of my books to recommend. Uh, it's not deep or anything. you're, like, you're not going to learn things, but you cannot put it down. Like it's one of those books where you need to go to bed, but you just keep reading. Like you have plans, the, the light goes from red to green, and you just you can't drive, because you would just you need page after page to find <laughs> out what happens.
1: That sounds amazing.
0: And it's available as an ebook, so you don't need to go to the library. What am I listening to? You may ask, or may have asked some time ago. i told you this one a while ago and i still can't stop listening to it is dua lipa's new album Mm. future nostalgia it's it's like poppy it's lusty it's dancey and i just i still love walking down the street to it i usually listen to like an album all the way through and then pick a few songs that like go into my rotation Mm -hmm. this one is still consistently start to finish Mm. like i can't pick a song to knock off the list
1: that's awesome.
0: Oh, have you have so you nice. listened to it after other than like the first time I asked you to? Uh
1: not much. I do enjoy it. I don't think I enjoy it as much as you. Um, I'm just looking it up again.
0: <laughs> <Just> refreshing <laughs> my mind. <laughs>
1: um, but no, it is very enjoyable. Um I just love Dua Lipa, so I was already down, but I did download the whole thing, and um, I love Boys Will Be Boys. It's so, so, so good.
0: Yeah, that one. It's not as kind of like her usual style, but it's uh, it's like feminist. It's cheeky. Yeah. It's it's a great one.
1: I love him. You want a timeless song. I want to change the game. Like modern architecture. John Lawton coming your way. I know you like this beat. This Jeff's been doing the damn thing. You want to turn it up loud.
0: Future nostalgia is the uh, name. And finally, in my rapid fire, what you're watching, slash, reading, slash, listening to, slash, putting in ya. Oh my God, Ashley. I love a rice cake. I don't know how you feel mm. about rice cakes. Love them, like puffed ones. Yeah, like the Quaker puffed rice cakes. Yeah, they have everything bagel flavor now. Ooh, you love everything bagel. I love everything. I love everything everything bagel, and the rice cake does not disappoint. It's so good. It beats out white cheddar, beats out the sun dried tomato and basil. It is amazing.
1: I was about to ask if you got that locally, but obviously you did, since you can't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, just at the store. I had to resist buying two more on my next visit, even though I hadn't finished them yet. That yeah, you might as well. I they I, Yeah. I, I figured rice cakes were too much of a luxury to splurge <laughs> on extras. There was no room in my canned soup suitcase.
1: <laughs> Gonna throw out some canned soup.
0: Yeah. And my last note on the rice cakes is why isn't there everything bagel popcorn or potato chips? I've never seen either, I don't think.
1: No, that's a good point. So what are the flavors and everything bagel? You got like a, you got a garlic thing going, a little onion going, sesame. Sesame
0: seed. Yeah, I think that's like the key.
1: Is it like sesame flavor or sesame seeds in- Sesame in,
0: seeds. Oh, on which, sorry?
1: On your rice cakes.
0: Oh, it's flavor there.
1: Interesting. Then yeah, I guess it could be done, but maybe Quaker just, uh, they, they bought the rights to it.
0: I hope they share their secret. <laughs> that's all I hope
1: I wonder like popcorn I could see chips I think I don't think it would go as well I disagree. you want something fl- like light and like I know potatoes taste like nothing but they're still a heavier nothing than rice cakes
0: I just I don't see why I, I, I guess you just tried to explain it to me but I guess, so I guess I disagree that a potato wouldn't carry the flavor well like is there, is there a flavor potato chips don't carry well
1: well, we'd have to look back at our notes of the old uh, flavor <laughs> vote, the, you know, the flavor competitions, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: because there were a few.
0: Or were those just poorly done flavors?
1: Oh, good point. But isn't that kind of the same thing?
0: So that's well, why I'm, I'm not watching comedy, reading thrillers, and eating way too many rice cakes.
1: I'm mostly just re-watching stuff that I've watched before. Like, I guess I was saying before that I have been feeling pretty fine and, like, you know, like everything's cool, but I am not super into anything too, too serious right now. So I've been watching things that are, um, that are comforting, comfort TV. So I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls. We've been rewatching Grey's Anatomy. We're continuing that. Like I've talked about it before on the podcast Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and we had a long hiatus and we've started again. However, I do want to tell everyone about this ridiculous movie that i watched called bit and it's about this um this trans woman graduates high school and moves to i think it's la where her brother lives and she like she just on her first night there falls in with a group of lesbian vampires
0: Tail is <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, old as time,
1: <laughs> and it's just so so. Someone, one of the reviews on IMDb says, "I don't know how to describe this film as anything other than trash," <laughs> and it's true. But like, kind of in a good way. Now we watched it because on on demand, it had a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes like fresh score. Wow, and we were like, "Wow, that's like really hard to get." Like, I'm impressed. So we started watching it, and as we're watching, I'm like, this is not very good. So I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and sure enough, it only had, like, seven hits or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like everyone who's in the movie voted on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But overall, it was kind of fun. Um, I would recommend watching it if you just want something... Um, I don't know, low budget and like quirky. It's pretty good.
0: That's how I describe you to friends.
1: <laughs> low budget and quirky. <laughs> That's how I've always wanted to be described. Um, but if you're looking for something fun to listen to, I've been listening to <laughs> a podcast.
0: <laughs> when you're done this, if you'd like something <laughs> fun to listen to.
1: Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I really like Glee, and I'm sure there's many Gleeks that listen to our podcast, and the actors who play Tina Cohen-Chang and Artie's last name I don't remember.
0: Artie. I don't know.
1: So the actors are um, Kevin McHale and Jenna Oshkowitz. I still don't remember Artie's last name. Doesn't matter. Anyway, they are two of my favorite characters on the show. I just think they're really quirky and funny. Um, and so they are doing a podcast where they go through Glee episode by episode and talk about the behind the scenes stuff and what it was like to do certain songs and um
0: That's
1: cool. it's super enjoyable. Um they are on their they're still in season one of Glee, but for the podcast they're on like season two and their whole first season was just reminiscing. Um and now season two is all about the actual show. So right. highly recommend showmance. Not to take away time from us, but it's
0: called Showman's,
1: it's called Showman's Podcast.
0: Okay, now right off the top of your head, you got to give me something good you've been eating because I know you've been eating, like you're alive, so clearly. Um, and I hope some of that's been tasty.
1: Last night, we made really good tacos, so it's not helpful for like if you're looking to buy something. Um,
0: what made your tacos so good? See, the salsa was from yesterday. <laughs> it's not today's salsa it is you've been you've been (laughs) discovered see i can that guilty look on your (laughs) face
1: that salsa is from a snack i had before recording i'm very good with my tacos i don't spill my tacos um so it was
0: (laughs) i i know you're very good to talk with your tacos because that was on your dating profile
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so Jerica marinated, we had steak and chicken tacos, and she marinated the meats uh, for several hours in this really tasty, like, chipotle pepper sauce. It was so, so, so good. Um, nice and uh, tender, and there's avocado and radish on it. It was just good. The shells weren't great. We wanted to make our own shells, but there was no masa to be found, um, so we had to buy shells, and they were okay.
0: Like a soft shell, you get a corn tortilla.
1: Soft shell. There were no corn tortillas to be found either. Uh. Yeah, everyone knows what's up. Um, And that's kind of it. I don't haven't really had anything too interesting. It's been a lot of like basics, a lot of pasta, potatoes. I make. Oh my gosh. Okay. Reading and eating, Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks, Cravings and Cravings, Hungry for More. They're good. So good. Like I bought Hungry for More for I think Valentine's Day um, for Jerrica and I've cooked out of it every week. Now I cook like the same few things (laughs) every time but it doesn't change the fact that it's so good and her instructions are so simple and you can get a bunch of ingredients that go with a bunch of her recipes. Like you could make three things from her cookbook in one one day because it uses so much of the same stuff oh, which makes it nice. really easy
0: yeah, yeah you're not every time you want to try a new recipe you're not spending like a hundred dollars on this weird pepper you're never going to use again
1: exactly no it's so good i highly recommend it and like check out her website and the cravings by chrissy teek instagram account and you'll see like they post so many recipes my super bowl party everything we made was from her recipe collection
0: oh wow mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive Yeah. Well, if you you keep plugging her, I think she's going to be big one day.
1: What are you going to pick? Topics. Can we talk? So some of you may have have read some bits and pieces of news from North Korea where there's this big question mark around Kim Jong-un's health. And with that question mark, I mean, people are kind of like, is he, isn't he alive, dead? What is he? What's going on there? But then immediately following is who succeeds him as Supreme Leader? Um... Which is such a wild title to have.
0: Fantastic Uh, title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what has really gotten me is that typically when there's going to be this changeover, I mean, when it was Kim Jong-un taking over, it was a lot of like, what will he or won't he do? But in this case, a lot of people have speculated that his sister and um, the youngest sibling of the family, uh, Kim Yo-jong. Uh, could very well um, succeed him. And it's a highly patriarchal society. So it's like, will she or will she remain behind the scenes where she is a huge um, part of the brain trust that dictates <laughs> the dictatorship. Um, but people are weirdly like excited, and they kind of brush it off as comedy, but it's it's a weird fandom that has formed around Kim Yo-jong and I just find it so interesting and like also infuriating and I think one of those things where I don't know I think right-wingers might be like this is identity politics at work and like just because she's a woman everyone's excited and that I mean that is people are my kind of thought yeah like people are excited to see this this kind of shift in North Korea but the thing that I think a lot of people are ignoring is the fact that She's currently one of the people directing the government.
0: Yeah, it's not like she'd be some outsider um, female dictator who would change the rules in North Korea and, you know, start giving freedoms and everything.
1: Yeah, like I would... I I guess where I want to go with this is just that I'd like to see more critical stories about her. I tried even looking up more criticism, but mostly it's a lot of, like... And then she was at the South Korean Olympics and she created the like bridge to Trump meeting with North Korea. And like, it's just a lot of weird praise about how she is this face for North Korea outside of North Korea. And, and they just think it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think with North Korea, because there's just such little information out there about their internal processes or about the country at all. It's like the most secretive one in the world. But I guess, Heck,
1: even the family like they tried to build a family tree but there's so little information available that it was like missing a million pieces
0: that's nuts mm-hmm. but see so i think that's a little bit of intrigue a little bit of hope just kind of sparks people and they into making something bigger
1: yeah i mean it's true but it's um she's definitely not going to be a benevolent dictator
0: no i guess with any dictatorship i, I imagine it's just when there is that changeover it's people searching for what's going to be different if anything Mm -hmm. and it's your only chance at hope for probably quite some time
1: i'm curious to see the long-term um shift because i don't like again everything's so secretive i don't even know who of like that generation of the family even has kids like i don't know who comes next even in this case there's talk of it's not even going to be a sibling of kim jong-un is going to be like one of their uncles who succeeds Mm so i don't know well, but any, i
0: nope i was gonna say the million dollar question do you think kim jong Un's sick yeah yeah
1: i don't think the question would exist if if he wasn't but like the real question is is he dead or alive
0: i think well he came out in public um but who knows that could have been footage from 1993 he he, <laughs> he looks like a toddler It could have been from when he was a toddler but I, yeah, but we just don't know. I, with China, seem to be going to like see if he was okay or they sent medical experts make me kind of think he was sick. But part of me thinks he might just be hiding out from the corona and is just paranoid. If I was a dictator, I'd be super paranoid.
1: Now we're getting onto the of corona again. But do you think with a, with a country like North Korea, the likelihood of corona getting there is as likely?
0: Uh, no, because it's so closed off to the world. And even if it did come, like I wouldn't say they'd probably force isolate people; they'd probably just shoot them. But yeah. I, I think they have the the means and powers to effectively get rid of it fairly quickly.
1: Effectively, effectively. yeah. It's true, absolutely.
0: But a young man, I don't know. I I find it interesting to see to to see that it's all speculation, and we don't we don't know. We probably won't know until he drops dead or comes out and goes to another lube factory. A lube factory. Yeah, he went to a lube factory. Google um, it.
1: I I will.
0: Go, yeah, any, everyone out there, Google Kim Jong Un lube factory, and you'll see some amazing pictures.
1: Oh, he looks so happy. Oh yeah. these pictures are so funny.
0: <laughs> the internet took a lot of leverage liberty with those those lube factory pictures. <laughs> so, in this times, one of the big things is. Zoom benefit concerts, all these live streamed events. Uh have you watched any of them?
1: I only watched the Canada Stronger Together thanks to your suggestion.
0: Suggestion, not recommendation. That was hardly just a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? It was I don't know. I find them weird. I, I I just feel I feel realizing that entertainers sometimes need a bit of support and a bit of flashing lights to to make them shine.
1: Totally. It was um I did get a little emotional. Um Which part? <laughs> the choral performance by like doctors and nurses and like healthcare workers it looked like. Oh, that was a that good was, one. was yeah, very emotional. Um but I, and there was one other thing. And I don't think I wrote it down, but I feel like one other thing got me kind of emotional, but otherwise I was just watching and being like, "Huh." I muted during all the talking portions because like it's they're all kind of saying the same thing it didn't really seem necessary but I understand that other celebrities don't have talents to share that are as (laughs) like put on a play I don't know kick a soccer ball like you can't really do that on a on a zoom benefit show
0: yeah my favorite was like Celine Dion was on it Mm -hmm. Uh, gorgeous kitchen yeah (laughs) but she didn't sing yeah and she's someone i feel could probably i i assume that she can just sing without a bunch of effects and stuff and be pretty good totally uh so that surprised me
1: maybe she doesn't uh, have a spot in her house where she can set up to make it work
0: she has to she has lots of money she could pay someone to do that
1: yeah it's true
0: it I would don't... cost half as much as that kitchen i'm sure
1: I did find it interesting, too, that she didn't sing. Was she even part of the big song at the end? No. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I found that odd. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Shania Twain living out in the Ozarks.
1: I loved her dog, like, when she was singing, and her dog is just laying next to her, staring at the camera the whole time, like, I'm the star here. And at the end, the dog was sitting in one of those um, chairs, like, next to her. It just made me so happy.
0: And also another part, which I knew you would latch onto, and you did, because you texted me about it when you were watching it. Why was Amy Poehler on it?
1: Well, because they're um her she and ex husband guy are um they're quarantining together.
0: Oh, I sorry, I missed uh, Jan Arden's partner or Celine Dion's children. or rick mercer's boyfriend i go back to my original question why the fuck was amy polar on it she didn't need to be
1: it's true it didn't like do anything to bump up the ratings or anything there was no need for her to be there uh i i I personally feel
0: the same way about will arnett but at least since he's canadian i'll give him a pass
1: I wonder if they're at her house with all the water.
0: I knew that's what you would think. You would be wondering about all the water. I'm, why does she have to take time out of her busy using water schedule to come on Canadian television?
1: <laughs> I mean, I Haley Bieber was on as well. She didn't talk,
0: but. Yeah, she didn't talk. Perfect. You're right, though. That one slid by me. He <laughs> needs the support. Justin's been through a lot. It's true. <laughs>
1: Uh, Speaking of amazing houses, though, Jan Arden's.
0: Hers was gorgeous.
1: Where did she live?
0: I don't know. I picture her in Calgary, but I can't be right. Calgary. Calgary, In
1: 2012. In 2012, but I assume still. She says in this article in 2012, there's no place I would rather be than here.
0: Oh, wow. So. Are you sure she was talking about Calgary?
1: And her parents live in a house right behind hers on the property she bought six years ago. Well, Aww. now, fourteen years ago. That's I funny. love her.
0: But she is just like she's one of those Canadian celebrities who is Canadian, like yes. through and through. They're not like a Jim Carrey Canadian where it's just on a Wikipedia page and they've pretty much denounced our country. Um, Justin like she is Canadian. Thing. What, what, what about Justin?
1: He like he isn't really Canadian. I feel he's on the edge. I like de-Canadianized him when cuz he I thought he um what's it called when you like get rid of your Canadian citizenship?
0: Denounce your citizenship?
1: That's so what I thought. It was it was it sounded kind of like it's very really dramatic. Aggressive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's a less dramatic form of getting he became an American.
1: Did he? Yeah. Well, I think so, and I don't think he was dual. Well, I guess I can fact-check that, too. Wow, I like this computer situation. I
0: don't know, He because he was tweeting all about the new Tim Horton lids and things like that. Hmm. He at least kept some Canadian cred.
1: Um, And I guess he did say that they are isolating here in Canada, so...
0: Yeah, which, that's just a smart safety choice.
1: Okay, he's a dual Canadian-American. Fine, he can stay.
0: So who... Like the Jan Arden types, who are your kind of famous favorites? You like a Shania Twain, don't you?
1: Love Shania Twain. uh, But funny enough, I only, like, I take pride in her as being from Canada, but had never actually considered her, like, still Canadian.
0: Oh, but no, she still lives up in Northern Ontario or something, doesn't she? The backwoods?
1: I guess so. I guess as they get, like, as artists get older and start to, like, stay more, like, rooted somewhere that's when you really figured out because i i just remember like being younger and watching a lot of stuff of hers like in the states and like
0: yeah she was huge
1: yeah oh, she's so great um but other canadian canadians um brian adams
0: yeah brian adams i always forget yeah. how big he was
1: yeah huge oh, i'm a huge brian adams fan um zeth brogan
0: Rogan, yeah, very proud. Ryan Reynolds has I feel had like a Canadian resurgence.
1: Yes. Like he's totally to owned
0: that a lot more than he used to.
1: That is totally what I was thinking. Cause I, I used to think that he was someone else who was kind of like, yeah, he's from Canada, but he's kind of shifted. But no, he has really stepped up in his Canadian-ness. Yeah. Um, you know who I always like I don't really think of as like Canadian Canadian. Um, but who I think has a lot of strong Canadian values. Who? Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, Kiefer. I never think of him as like Canadian Canadian. Um, but he like, he has really strong ties to Canada. Um, and I've noticed that every time, every time I see him talking about something, maybe I only like, my interest is only peaked because it's about something I care about, but he is like a huge advocate. For universal healthcare, being of course the grandson of Tommy Douglas.
0: Yeah, his grandfather um, brought who's it to like, Canada.
1: The top top Canadian to me, um, but uh, I don't know. I just for some reason Kiefer Sutherland didn't used to seem very Canadian to me. Was
0: but there I mean, any? Was there anyone from that show that you were you're missing? Was there a Canadian that you're like, where, where where are they? Like maybe they could have switched out Amy fucking Polar for
1: who? You know what? I was surprised Seth Rogen wasn't part of it yeah that actually did surprise you Tegan and Sarah
0: I was yeah, they were absent yeah. in my head
1: um I did find it interesting okay so then at the end there was that song and I was surprised that Fifi Dobson was like such a big deal in it and Avril Lavigne was like huge in it but like neither of them I mean Fifi Dobson no one knows who that is anymore I yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know who Fifi Dobson is
1: um She's awesome. She's very... Uh, I loved her. Let me find the song.
0: Avril Lavigne looks the exact same. Oh, yes. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, she does.
0: Like, same, like, outfit and, like, makeup. She has not changed.
1: No. No, it's funny. Um, who else was surprised?
0: I was kind of missing... Uh, I, I wanted Luba Goy. I don't know who that is. She's the woman from Royal Canadian Air Force
1: oh yeah
0: i, I would have but liked I'm, her
1: it's interesting to me that there was like a whole missing comedy like section
0: yeah they had Shit's creek i think yeah that was, that was the only but like i don't know if you're a this hour's 22 minutes fan yeah um it could have used oh my god i'm blanking on the names um mary walsh
1: Oh, I love and the other woman
0: Walsh. And they do their two old lady characters and they've been doing Zoom ones of them. Oh. Like it would have been a perfect opportunity. And I also find that translates much more than a musical performance.
1: Do you think Rick Mercer was just like, this is my thing?
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe that was in his contract. You're like, you're not letting any other this hour has twenty two minutes people in.
1: Well, it was enjoyable. I um and they raised the Canadian one raised eight million dollars for Food Banks Canada. $8 million? Yeah.
0: Oh. I'm torn to be excited or happy about that.
1: I know. I, my first thought was, that's really not a lot. But well, like for, for a cross-country food bank need, but it's something.
0: Yeah. And I just, you know, the food banks, um, it's a tough one. They do very good work. They help a lot of people out. But should they have to exist?
1: Well, like, it's a
0: weird thing.
1: Yeah, I think, was it Ryan Reynolds? Someone had said in it, like, their goal is to go out of business. You know, like, they yeah. don't need to, they don't want to have to always help people, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: right now, it is a need. Um, so,
0: I also find it, no, never mind, we'll have to cut it out.
1: <laughs> I do, I do worry a lot. Like, I hope, this has become a Corona episode, and I'm sorry. Um, All right. I do hope in the after time, what we get from all this is a lot more compassion for the needs of others and that people don't get to go back to work and like just kind of go back to their regular, like in the way they spend money and like participate in community. Mm -hmm. I hope that they realize that a lot of families still need a lot of support. As, as you know, I used to work at like a nonprofit that supports um, kids who are in, Uh, various precarious situations and they have received so many great food supplies so every every week they can do food drops for families which it looks amazing and it just makes me worry a lot about what life looks like after corona
0: it can go one of two ways it could become more fend for yourself you know People taking this isolation term to, to remind themselves how important they think they are or that's the way I think and I hope is what you're saying and that people will realize that the world is all connected this sounds very Pollyanna but that the world is all connected and that we need to help our neighbors and I hope everyone knows someone who when this all started happening was a paycheck away from losing their place or and, and realizing how precarious so many people, people's lives are with the system that we live in and that things uh, change so that that doesn't happen again. We'll see it though. I have been very proud of us here in BC because there's not, as opposed to some other provinces and countries where you are forced to lock down, where places are forced to close, uh, very little of that's been mandated here. And it's just been people actually doing it Mm -hmm. when they told they should, instead of they have to, they've actually taken that advice, which I find, I don't know. There's not many moments in life that you get to be heartened about society as a whole. And I think that's a nice one.
1: Oh, absolutely. And how quickly it happened.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm very proud of, of British Columbians. Like all the colors of the rainbow. So are the gays of the week. So my of the week is Charmaine McGuffey, who um, once worked in the sheriff's department in her county and was fired. Um, She alleges she was fired for being a lesbian. Um, And beyond that, she said in an interview with LGBTQ Nation, the current sheriff and I got into a pretty serious disagreement about the practice of him not holding officers accountable for use of force and harassment of women, female officers, and female inmates. He fired me. So after about a year or so of contemplating, I decided I can do a better job than him. She won with 70% of the vote. Um, and we'll see how she does. I hope she can do a better job than him. Um, I know that it's definitely challenging to change, like, institutional problems. But I, I believe with how strongly she feels about it, I believe that she'll be able to get it done.
0: My Gay of the Week... I'm going with someone who I've just kind of fallen in love with their Instagram a little bit more during this. They've been doing a lot of live, you know, Q&As and game playing with people. Um, My game of the week is Josh Thomas from Please Like Me. He's an Australian stand-up comedian who created the show Please Like Me, uh, an autobiographical show sort of about his coming out, his coming of age, and uh, mental health, dealing with his parents. It's incredibly funny. Uh, he currently has a new show called Everything's Gonna Be Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it yet because it plays on some weird channel in the States. Mm. I don't how to find it, but one day, I'm sure. And he's just a really unique uh, comedic voice right now and just charming. Like I'm not usually into extremely skinny, nerdy white dudes, but I have a big weird crush on him. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I'm sure it's because he's funny. Um, I actually saw him when he came to Vancouver in ah, February before this whole mess. And he was incredibly funny, which I wasn't sure he would be in his new show, stand-up show. And he was. And he wore the gayest, flamboyant, I'm now kind of rich clothes. And I was all about it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope one day to be able to walk in the world wearing a weird giant fake fur coat Uh, dark green pants and a weird turtleneck and feel confident about it. That's like a life dream. And I also wanted to, he has a game that he plays on his show, Please Like Me, with his friends. And I want to play it with you, Ashley. Okay. It's called Penis or Not Penis. So we take turns. You have to think about something. And then I guess if you're thinking about penis or if you're thinking about not penis. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you think about penis or not penis? Do you, do you have something? Are you thinking like do I something?
1: think about something? Okay, you have I to think it.
0: about something. Yeah.
1: Yep. Got it.
0: Okay. Not penis. Not penis. What was it?
1: Um, bubble gum tape.
0: Okay, you go. I got something.
1: Okay. <laughs> not penis. It was penis. Oh. <laughs> I thought there'd be more questions, like pink no. <laughs> like, or it's.
0: <laughs> no. Those penis are not penis. I don't think we did as well as we tried to do, Ashley about not talking about COVID, but it's it's just all there fucking is.
1: yeah, it's it's pretty all-encompassing. And you know, I think we had a good
0: uh... she's balancing with her hands. We had a we had a balance. We learned you don't know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich um we learned you don't
1: like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches
0: i do like them i just not over a handful of peanut butter
1: (laughs) this was enjoyable to get back into it um i definitely feel a little rusty but i hope that um our friends and followers um will help us get this rust off
0: yeah hope you enjoyed it if you have anything that you think we could talk about you hear anything that's not covid related send it our way Because you can send it to us by email at gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can send us a private message on Instagram, or you can just follow us on Instagram and watch for that Instagram live. We are at gaybestfriendspodcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast.
0: Give us the motivation to keep pulling this together from different sides of the water. Sounded like there was a giant ocean between us. Well, there's a little bit of an ocean between us. Uh... Ironically, it's just a straight. Oh.
1: It's not salty?
0: It's salty, but... That counts to me. For a straight. (laughs) Until next time. Bye, besties. (laughs)